Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. So how was your week? Any updates with the with the kids and, and school? Girl, there's updates, but first and foremost, I need to know, are you the princess of the PTA yet or what? I have joined the PTA. Knew it. I am well, a member. <laughs> do you know what you're going to wear to the first meeting? No, I do not. I don't know what I'm going to go for. Um, you know, like, do you come in hot mess mom or do you come in like Stepford wife? You know Stepford what I mean? Wife. Like, you had a vintage dream and you need to follow <laughs> I did. through with I do, it. I do I'm have seeing, a dream. Yeah, I'm I thinking do. skirt. I'm thinking blouse with a collar. I'm thinking a kitten heel. <laughs> <laughs> Our homage to the queen. Oh my gosh, my brother would kill me if he ever saw. He literally will find pictures of kitten heels and send it to me and be like, "Don't ever wear this." <laughs> <laughs> just specifically, just don't wear it. Yeah, yeah, specifically. So, um, so when Jack came home today, well, so when we we're at school to pick her up, um, her teacher was like, "Hey, Amber, you know, hi, how are you?" and stuff. She was like, "Oh, let me tell you something." So she's trying to talk to me, and I'm looking at her. And she's like, like, you know, waving for me to come closer. And I'm like, okay. So I move like a little closer. And then she's like, I don't want to say this out loud. Can you please come closer? And I'm like, oh my God, lady, what? So, (laughs) but I get up there and she tells me that Jack was helping another little girl in the class who was struggling today and she was having a hard time and so jack went over and was like helping her read and um they were she was giving her high fives like when she did good and everything and she was like cheering her on so she got like a little rock star award today oh, so, like... so she needed to stop you and pull you aside to be like by the way <laughs> yes, your yes. child is everything and then some and, and then, it's basically yeah. mother teresa and just doing all of the things correctly exactly. girl were from day you, one. Were, from day one. <laughs> were you like, yes, that's right. Of I, she is. I was. I was like, my baby is so sweet. It was it was really nice. She is well, she is so sweet. She really is. I love when teachers will take the time because I know they're busy. I know they're not paid enough. I know it's a lot going on over there, but I just really appreciate when a teacher will take the time to be like, hey, PS, your kid's killing it. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. girl, that there is literally no better compliment in the world than, by the way, you're ra- you're raising a great human being. No, there there really isn't. There isn't. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. So how's Maddie? How is she? Well, we had an instance of bullying. Girl, I can't. I'm already like, I why? Why does this happen? So I picked Maddie up yesterday and she's emotional. She's in tears and she's talking about how this kid has been pushing her and trying to like, that's what I said. I said, what? I said, let me pull this car over right now. This child has two mothers. Okay. Okay. And a father. I was like, don't don't let me find Exactly. We're all coming for this kid. Right. So she's like, you know, this kid pushes me and pushes me out of line. And then when I tell this kid to stop, they stomp on my feet. So, right. So I'm already like, you know, 
red red alert ready to to go tear the school apart like i'm ready you know what i mean i'm like where's this kid where's their mom like where's every bring everybody here <laughs> so i'm like okay let me think about this so then i'm trying to let my daughter know like hey don't worry about it i'm gonna talk to the teacher about it we're gonna get it under control and can i just take a moment to let you know how amazing the teacher handled it i emailed the teacher i said hey this is what's going on. And we're definitely at a point now where we need to involve you. Yeah. And she, at the end of like, towards the end of today, which, you know, I checked my email 87 times because I was like, <laughs> don't make me have to follow up with, you You know what I'm saying? Don't make me have to follow up with you. But she said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I spoke with the child and let them know that's unacceptable. I had the child apologize to your child, to, to your daughter. And I also let them know if there is another instance, we will be involving their parents and we definitely don't want to get to that point. So right. please keep me informed of any future issues. And can I just tell you, I was instantly calm. I was like, you know what? This did not have to be a massive deal. This did not have to be dramatic. And I feel like she validated my, my Maddie's concern and her feeling she handled it she spoke to it and now it's done if it wasn't dealt with like that i feel like i could see myself getting extremely like i can find a defensive (laughs) and their mom but she just i feel like she handled it so well and just having the conversation with maddie in the car and being like listen this is how it was handled she knows we talked and she said yeah i know and she told me the same thing it matched exactly what the teacher said and i was like girl i got your back yeah you're back so there's no there's no problem you know what mom that kid is nice to me now i was like yeah that's right that kid better be nice to you so so you know we're just conquering bullying and we're we're trying to become friends through it and we're just doing all these big things in kindergarten right okay one day at a time (laughs) one these kids one day (laughs) i know that's what i'm saying and like i don't know why i get so aggressive like that when it comes to my kid but i'm like I'm working on creating boundaries in my own life. You know what I'm saying I'm working really hard to to say no or to speak up if I need to. I, that's I don't know why that's hard for me, but when it comes to my child, I'm way You're too speaking aggressive. Up too much. Way <laughs> yeah, like real loud. Everybody's like, "Wait a minute, this isn't a problem." I'm like, "Yeah," and it better not be. Uh, better not be. You know. But yeah, so mom up there to say the least. So we had like this. Um, amazing kind of first week with our with our podcast and um I just kind of want to thank everybody who's listened thank you um thank you to our new audience it's been a whirlwind of a week um it's been great though we love it so definitely keep it up and share the pod and tell your friends and listen in every every week yeah. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for your support. And you know what? My favorite, favorite, favorite feedback I've gotten is that everyone just feels like they're having coffee with us yeah. and, you know, just figuring out the world's problems at the kitchen table, which exactly. I love. Yeah. Because, you know, friends sit at the kitchen, guests sit at the dining room. Okay. Oh. And okay. everyone said, I feel like I'm at the kitchen table with you guys. Chelsea dropping the knowledge. Yes. Absolutely. Let me drop it. Drop it. Pick it up. So something hilarious that I found was um, our old notebook from this week because I was trying to find pictures of us to, you know, I... put on social media. <clears throat> I'm, sca- I'm scared. And so if, 
Yeah, I don't know if you guys can tell, but uh, Chelsea and I have known each other since we were four years old. We've been best friends. So we have a lot of history there and we are in high school together and we didn't, pa- we passed some notes back and forth, but mostly we passed a notebook. So between classes, if we didn't have class together, we'd give each other the notebook. And uh, I was reading, I don't even know what girl, I couldn't tell you left or right of it. Um, a lot of boys, a <laughs> lot of boys. And and there's one part not for of me. <laughs> there was no boys for me. I was probably listening to you talk about all the boys. Uh, okay. Um, but there was a part <laughs> where I'm telling you that like you were playing me because you weren't we could, weren't hanging out that night or whatever. And I called you <laughs> Chelsea the Chels Johnston. Do Chelsea, you remember that? I. <laughs> I feel like I've had many a nickname, and I definitely would say that that has stuck with me and stuck out to me. Chelsea, okay? the Chelsea, the Chelsea. Just to let you know, I was being serious. I I know you were, and I <laughs> I appreciate it, and I love it, and just call me right, right. <laughs> Leather jacket like the Fonz. Okay, okay, but but the Chelsea, but the Chelsea, girl. So one of the reasons, like. I wanted to make a podcast and I wanted to make a podcast with you because I realized how impactful they can be. And so the big news coming out of podcast land is Girl. that Adnan is Girl. free. Adnan Amen. is free. Okay. I yes. can and that is cry right now. Almost due to all due to a podcast that was when done about the crime. Um, yes. Trial subsequent, you know, terribleness of it all um yeah so it's you know it was really cool to see that today and then and kind of just feel so happy for like the the podcasters involved his legal team you know everybody that helped push the message you know to make sure that you know he was free and they said that there was um there was evidence that so I'm, I'm I believe it was a Brady violation um because they said there was evidence that was withheld that um that he didn't wasn't able to get presented for him for his defense so um to say the least (laughs) this trial was a mess from start to finish don't even get me going on his trumped up lawyer that he kind of had it I, i can't even i don't even know where to start because the whole time i listened to this podcast and then also to the podcast following it I could not. Um, I was. So the I'm podcast still... is serial for anybody oh, yeah, who, who doesn't know. It's called serial. <laughs> okay. Side note: That was my first podcast. I and think I was... that I think that was my first podcast too. And another side note is I was I could not stop listening to it. So I go to bed really early, but I would stay up really late and like do laundry, and I would have it playing on my phone and one night matt came down he was like who are you talking to because it was adnan talking to (laughs) rubia on on the prison phone and i was like what my boyfriend (laughs) no it was but anyway that's a total side note but no i i didn't do a ton of research on this case but i did listen to both podcasts which is hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of information and coming from that perspective i can't believe this kid was in prison and as long as he was in prison on literally no, no evidence other than 
a witness testimony of a kid who was basically on drugs. Right. Right. So what is happening? I I could not believe the news when I saw that he was free. I know. And I and I hope for her family. Um what is her is her name Hay? Heyman Lee. Heyman Lee. Um she was 18 years old when she was murdered in 1999. Um I really hope that they, you know, are able to dust off some of those old leads and stuff that they had to really find out what actually happened because in cases like these the saddest part is at the end of the day the victim's family doesn't get any justice or closure because no now nobody's in jail for it you know well you're right and i've read something that his a statement that his or um her Heyman lee's brother made and he said he was like you know i just feel betrayed by the prosecutors and i just have to relive this all over again and Mm -hmm. there's still no answer and as as horrifying as it is to have an innocent man in jail it's just as horrifying for this family to still have no answer and no peace right however in the podcast if you listen to the podcast i don't want to create any spoiler alerts if you haven't (laughs) i truly believe america has listened to this podcast (laughs) i I do too yeah just saying okay but if you listen to it, there was a serial killer who was specifically targeting young Asian females in that area at yeah. that time. But no, it was probably this guy who was nowhere near the murder scene. Yeah. That's well, I mean, was. his name was Adnan Syed. And, oh. um, you know, and he was Muslim. Um, Just saying. And brown. So I think that really had a lot to do with it. And I believe, you know, smoked weed. <laughs> Yes, you know, the, yeah. hung out with girls. The yep. shock of it all. So that kind of, you know, all those things really played against him. And, you know, and, and even in the, the jury of public opinion as well, you know. Yeah. So I think that uh, a lot of people looked at him like the big brown bad. So, but I am... It was it was so crazy, too, because I remember in the podcast, one of the things, one of the ways they were trying to spin it was he was so enraged because Heyman Lee had moved on to another dude and she had this other boyfriend. And he was literally like, we were friends. Like, I met her boyfriend. We were cool. I'm not enraged. What are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, that's why he killed her. I girl the whole thing was a mess but it's incredible to see a little bit of light in the justice system right now yeah it is and i think that you know that goes to show that one person can kind of be that catalyst to be that change because it was you know somebody sitting up you know in their room or and reading about something and saying you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do something about this and hopefully i can get like one person to listen but they got you know everybody to be able to listen so that was seriously yeah that was pretty cool well and i think it's really special this is just i guess for you and i because girl that was literally the first i didn't even know what a podcast was somebody in my job told me to listen to this they were like yeah you can download a podcast you can stream it try this one it's so good that was my first podcast and ever since i love i actually think i listen to more podcasts than music but and that was coming full circle. And we're literally talking about a conclusion. Well, part of a conclusion anyway. Right, yeah. To this podcast on our podcast. Yeah. What, <laughs> what is life? Oh, my goodness. Girl, okay. So did you know that VP 
Kamala, 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 that her stepdaughter is a model. And so last week was fashion week. And so, of course, I was kind of all in for, for that one. But yeah, her daughter is a model and um she walked during fashion i thought she looked amazing i think that i think that whole family is like really really pretty looking i mean i think that she was half naked and missing (laughs) part of her dress but (laughs) if you call that fashion then good for her (laughs) so i i saw some of the articles and people were like you know talking about how it was nepotism or you know whatever but I think that if it it can be okay with nepotism if you're talented and you know kind of able to do the job. I don't think that there's anything wrong with people before you kind of opening a door cuz I feel like that's the whole point, right? Like that's the whole point of all of us doing this like I'm sure part of the VP's thinking, you know, was like I want to go the distance I want to do these things not just for myself but like you know to set my family up and to give my family you know the my kids the opportunities that I never had so I think with nepotism it's kind of like a weird line between giving your kids something that you never had and being able to open the door with them as opposed to also like you know Chad just like works at his dad's company and is terrible in (laughs) Iowa yeah, no, that's, that's, but again, we the 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 public, the general public, is so funny to me because we the, it's truly polarizing. Where, yeah, and guess what? If you had a platform, Susie in Idaho, and you had the opportunity, you knew the VP of some company, some local company, and you put a good word for your daughter in. But then you had a problem with Kamala Harris getting her, helping her daughter, her daughter using Kamala Harris's name and fame to kind of make it like it's the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah. They're just rich and famous and doing it on a different level and making a lot of different, different money than, than you are, <laughs> than we are. So you're offended by it. But at the end of the day, it's I, I was actually teaching a class this morning and I was like, listen, don't ever forget. It's always about who, you know. Yeah first so everyone can know the same thing but if you know somebody who, a little bit higher up what make a phone call you know what i'm saying right hey get it in and, get and it in. yeah and and the thing is is something i've learned so much and this is especially in the past four years since i've been out the military is just ask and see what happens because the worst somebody's gonna say is no and like just go for it, you know? Um, and I think that can really just open doors and stuff for you too. You know? So, and you know what? If you can take a moment to really think through that and say, okay, worst case scenario, best case scenario, they say yes. Worst case scenario, they say no. If they say no, how will that affect me? Right. Am I right. going to be alive? Am I going right. to be okay? I'm going to be fine. And are so they really saying no to me personally? you know what I mean because like let's not make it about you so you know so they're not you know it's not a personal slight or anything and that's kind of one of the I'm pretty sure that was my new year's resolution a couple years ago was was just to just go for it and just to ask 
and to not be afraid of people telling me no. And honestly, what I found is a lot of times I don't get no. Um, You'll be surprised at how helpful people really are and like how helpful people really want to be. And, you know, and if you just simply just ask the question, a lot of times you'll get a lot more positive response than like we think we would. Absolutely. And me on the flip side, I feel like I've gotten no's my whole life. And guess what? I'm still pumping. All right? <laughs> I'm still moving. And if anything, I feel like I learn from those situations to say, okay, that was a no. I wonder why. I wonder how, like, what was my body language? What was my vibe? Did I come off too aggressively? Did I come off too insecurely? There's, it's always a learning opportunity. Yeah. yeah. But ultimately, what you're trying to say is nepotism is what makes America great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. Direct quote. Thank you. Yeah. So I had seen that um, our girl, Serena Williams, she opened the Vogue fashion show. And As she should. And, right. And she just looked amazing and beautiful. But I remember talking to you and I told you that she had almost died during childbirth. And that that kind of her experience and then my personal experience really led me down the rabbit hole of the black maternal death rate. And like really absolutely in I can't believe it's 2022 and the black maternal death rate is what it is. Right. And so horrifying for for anybody who doesn't really know what that is. So basically black women in the United States are more likely to die than white women in childbirth. And it's three to four times more likely. Some areas, it's a lot higher. There's some areas in the United States where a black and brown woman is 12 times more likely to die in childbirth than a white woman. And if you think about people like Serena Williams, it's not even just about education or um, economic status or anything like that, because me as a college educated black woman, I'm still more likely, I'm three times more likely to die than an uneducated um, white woman who's giving birth at the same time as me. So it it's really insane. And it's crazy. One, I guess that like, people don't know about it. And I've talked to even students in the nursing field and stuff that like, had no idea that that was a whole thing. And yeah, it and it's really insane. It's worse than some other. I mean, we're the worst out of all like the developed nations and stuff like that. With this, it's it's truly and there's some places that it's literally um, like a death sentence to give birth in some of these areas. That is so horrible. What should be the best, most important moment in your life is going to be so scary because you don't know if you're going to survive it. Simply right. because of your skin color. Yeah. That's- and it, 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 it's heartbreaking. And, you know, and like you, I've, I've said it to people and I've had people say, that can't be true. Like, Amber, there's no way. That's not. I'm like, no, it is true. People just don't care. Because their, their argument was, if this was a true statistic, then why, aren't, why don't I know about it? Why aren't people talking about it? And why isn't it a bigger deal? And I don't know. And I know for me, anytime anybody gives me any type of platform, I'm screaming about <laughs> the black maternal death rate. Um, 
you know, like those memes that it's like, what can you talk about for two minutes without any prompt? This, you know, but it's like, I think that people really need to know about it and really need to know that this is something that's, that's really going on. And there's places that are um, medical deserts. That means that there's no hospitals or clinics in the area. Vice did a documentary on this and there was women who had to drive an hour two hours to go to like their prenatal appointments and stuff and one of the ladies was talking about how blessed she was because she had a car and she had gas and like she had a job you know yeah that is so wild to even think and process through like that is wild yeah we we got to do better over here you know we uh (laughs) We gotta do better, America. To say the least. With our healthcare thing. Um, so, uh, girl, I hear my dog crying. What is- <laughs> Not Caesar. Not Caesar crying. Uh, you know, I had to lock them away from me because. I know. Because they uh, just need it. They need all the attention. All right. So, me and Chelsea. As I said, we grew up together and stuff. So we also grew up evangelical, um, very strict Christian, fundamentalist. I even like to throw the word in there. Um, Oh, fundamentalist. (laughs) So there is a Hillsong's pastor who was just fired. And I wanted to ask you specifically about this because you were still like involved in the church and everything like that. So... I love Jesus. Yes, I do. He was cheating on his wife. Okay. And first of all, he was doing a lot. Like he was doing a lot. His outfits and every like the whole his whole vibe. He was on that. Remember, I don't remember if I told you about that Instagram account of um pastors and their sneakers. Yes. So I was obsessed with it. Actually, I think the boy stopped doing it. I'm saying boy, he's probably a man, but I think he stopped doing it because like conservatives and pastors were like threatening him. But anyway, it was about pastors who have, like, a good shoe game and fashion sense and would be wearing, like, um, exclusive, you know, Jordans that would come out or, you know, old, like, throwback Nikes or Yeezys and stuff. Sneakers that cost, you know, $500, um, $1,000 wearing jackets and different stuff. And he was one of the people who this Instagram account um, would feature and stuff. And the guy on the Instagram account said he even talked to Carl, too, um, a couple times. But anyway, long story short, okay, he was cheating on his wife and doing a lot. And his wife came out and said that she is grateful to him for how he handled the cheating scandal. So how did he handle the cheating scandal? Well, that's kind of what I want to know. Because <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, I I think that that is something else that she can be grateful in the midst of being completely betrayed, but I I can't really speak to how he handled it, but can I give you my unpopular opinion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it that time of the mm-hmm. podcast okay so first and foremost you know me any, anyone who knows me I loathe cheating period no matter what you are I don't care if you're a pastor of Hillsong's church or you are 
roaming the streets. If you're in a relationship, I will never, ever, ever, ever understand, allow, accept any sort of excuse as to why it happened. It was a moment you cheated. Okay. I, that's just my personal opinion. At the end of the day, it's 2022. It's almost 2023. (laughs) You can literally date the same gender. You can marry the same gender. You could sleep with 10 different people in the same day. Nobody will bat an eye. Right. Like if you want to, if you want to do you and be in these streets, then go be in the streets and you don't have to bring anybody else in that. You don't. Yeah, and right. I understand in the 50s where, you know, it was like basically death and you'd be cast off and you're this whole thing. But nowadays it's totally normal to be split up, to be divorced. And that I'm not encouraging that. I don't. Cond- I'm, I think that is so tragic and so sad that the nuclear family has just been completely blown apart. However... If you want to go do what you want to go do with whoever you want to go do it with and you don't want to be loyal to your spouse, break it off first. Yeah. I'm going to have, if my husband, also (laughs) anybody who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with my man, okay? Don't even get me started on my man. But if my husband, who I love and adore, came to me and said, listen, I just, it's over. I want to go do my thing and whatever he wants to go do. I would, my feelings would be so hurt, but if he... Well, I can tell you as a divorcee... As a divorcee! <laughs> uh, that, yes, your feelings would be hurt, but they would 100% be less than if you had to go through a whole other thing with that. And, girl, to add it off, today I was reading, um, like, new data suggests that STDs are, like, at or just increasing like that they've just been going up and there's there's like new strains like like there's like a super gonorrhea a super chlamydia and i believe the hiv rate has increased and i think for the first time the hiv rate has increased more in heterosexuals than in homosexual people um but yeah like and then but but as as bad as your feelings would be hurt Think about at least you wouldn't also be betrayed. Right. You wouldn't also be like, because because nothing's going to hurt my feelings more than you doing what you go do with somebody else. Then you coming home into my bed acting like mm-hmm. nothing ever happened Ooh. and us going to sleep and then waking up and then me finding out not because you were honest with me, but you're still doing. And also, bro, if you got one, you don't need another. Okay. And like I said, you can have, do whatever you want to do. So, right. Because I'm throwing personal... all your stuff in the car and I'm lighting it on fire and I'm walking away like Angela Bassett. Okay. Okay. With <laughs> my sachet, sachet in my white silk rope. Thank okay. you. And my tennis bracelet. Goodbye. Yes. Um, I was but... a lover and just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it, girl. Sing the song, please, somebody. Oh, um, we need to, we but, need like a movie date to watch Wedding to Exhale. Like we um, <laughs> do not threaten me with a good time, Amber. Okay, because I love all the goodies. But I feel like okay. So anyway, that's my side note. That's that's my my view on cheating, both married and if you're in a monogamous, if you're in a relationship. But also. Here's another thing, too. This is probably also a very unpopular opinion. Because I was raised in the church and in some extreme situations, 
one thing <laughs> one thing to say the least yeah one right. thing i will absolutely say that i have learned especially as a woman who does love god love jesus believe in god and believe in all of the bible um all of that i i am absolutely fully aware that anybody in the church whether it's the pastor or the janitor Yes, they have a special calling. Yes, they're like, they really should be trying to be a good example. But at the end of the day, they're still people. And I also think that there's a lot of strain that comes on their marriage in a different sense. It's not some corporate CEO, like you're with some like sexy assistant. You but know, I think it's not but, like but that. Bro, but I you think are... it kind of is. I think it's kind of the same thing. Like if you would look at like a pastor as like the CEO of a church, I think there are little, little hussies that be coming in there oh! trying to be the church secretary. Girl, the, hussies, the hussies be everywhere. And they you don't know sleep. what I mean? The, yeah. you know, the little, they're trying to get, get the preachers and stuff. So I kind of think it probably is that same thing. And when you get on a level of like Carl Lentz of Hillsong, it's like, it's probably even worse. Well, but that's, and, but that, see, that's what I'm saying though. So you, you're, it's, it might not look the same as walking into a, high-rise building and walking in your suit and you have all this thing but at the end of the day there's still gonna be people out here and when you're dealing with you know spiritual things deep things and you have to work late to go help a family in need or whatever the case might be there's gonna be a ton of temptation and I am not in any way shape or form saying that that's okay and that makes us okay but I'm also like I'm me personally I'm not so shocked to hear that a pastor of a big right, mega church right. fell off like, well, and kind like, of these guys are treated like celebrities i mean i remember well he was chilling with justin bieber right he, okay he he was helping the boy out you know bieber was, was going or through was it. the boy helping pastor carl lentz out we don't know we don't know but, but i remember I'm not uh, super shocked he's just a certain man. church we were at oh yikes uh, <laughs> where where a pastor was treated like royalty so i do see like that side of it um yeah because i think you get people around you and everybody's just saying yes so like you're just able to kind of do whatever you want because who is going to really stand up and try to deny these are you going to go against the pastor i mean we've all both of us have been in situations where we've had people like almost kind of like threaten you a little bit in the church we're like well you know if you say this you know will this happen to you or like you know will god punish you or you know aka spiritual abuse yes (laughs) yes we have but but see but like that's what i'm saying like and and experiencing all that on another level yeah i mean I'm 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 so sad that it happened because I think he had girl I think he has kids. No, and they, I, I think so, they do. Yeah, I'm so sad for his wife. I'm so sad for the church. But girl, I think it can happen to anybody. And you know what? Listen, this might get a little crazy for some of our listeners out there. But like like they say that the devil's going after everybody. The devil's so busy. So why wouldn't he go for a pastor? You know what I'm saying? These people are just people, and yes, they're striving and they're trying to do the right things, but they fail. None of us are perfect. And I think it's people happen. get a target on their head once you get to a certain level of like anything, you know. But you know what? Here's the deal, though. This is what I will say. I I am glad that he was removed from his position. 
because while yeah he's listen you're no one's perfect and we all falter and it happened I'm glad that it wasn't swept under the rug and made right. to be like no big thing so yeah. that it could have he could have stayed in a position where maybe he couldn't handle it and whatever was happening did you watch the Hill songs documentary girl I can't bring myself to it's a lot and it's gonna anxiety, be girl, anxiety girl well, anxiety and the thing yeah. about it is so Chelsea and I attended this bible <laughs> I feel like we can't even guys you can't even explain I know you literally we, can't such there's, a different there's no way I can explain this well but we attended bible college together essentially and- long and short of it it was essentially a bible college for people who aren't familiar with yeah a yeah. bible college aka it was a cult <laughs> amber she just right on the airwaves people she just said it okay but what so when i was watching the hill songs documentary number one all i wanted to do was make a documentary of my own and i just felt like it was triggering because everything when you watch it everything they went through we went through like it was the same old song and and they had like volunteers and their interns and stuff there and there was people talking and it just like you know it broke my heart because I was just like damn so many other people besides just us went through so much when we were so young um all in the name of like just trying to become better people like just trying to become better people and be able to go out in the world and help people and that's you know that's basically all me and you really want it to do um is to be equipped to go out and help people and just like really serve people and when I was watching the documentary I just realized like how many other people besides us were just so hurt because you know like when you're in your feelings and stuff you're just thinking in your head um but I was like wow there's so many other people besides me who were just like you know, brutalized kind of by like these fundamentalist Christian organizations who I don't, I don't know if they have your best interest at heart, you know? So I, I don't blame you for not watching it. Yeah. I, I, girl, I can't, <laughs> but you know what? That I think for me personally to watch this, to hear about this is it, it's sad for the families. It's sad as a whole, but ultimately it's just really, because we have been through what we've been through and we have walked this out in a way, shape or form. And I've just seen it truly affect people to the core of who they are so much so that people who had faith in God now don't because they have been so hurt by people who are kind of doing these things in the name of God. And the girl that, that is the clincher for me. And I feel like I feel so, I don't know if fortunate is the right word, but my faith and my relationship with God has always been so real to me. And I just, so I've been through these situations where I've able to, I've been able to be like, wow, that is so not reflective of anything that the Bible says (laughs) at all. But also I think, I feel like like people reading the Bible is kind of like people reading the constitution. Like a lot of people say they know about it or whatever, but I feel like people aren't really taking a deep dive to really like, you know, uh, right. 
come in to really understand the context really understand and like when you're building your whole lifestyle religion belief system on this you better get it right and at the end of the day in the purest and most simple form jesus's whole mission his whole thing he was here with revolutionary love to change the world by the way he loved it and so when you're missing love and you're threatening people and making like all this crazy stuff that sometimes happens in some of these big churches you're clearly missing the mark and you might want right. to re-grab that bible dust it off and really like <laughs> i don't know get a hermeneutics book or something but yeah girl it's it's so I sad feel like this and- is such a good like because what I wanted to ask you about is Girl, ask me. Uh, is about so the immigrants <laughs> going to Martha's Vineyard. Girl. So like the reason Girl. I feel like this kind of goes with that My is because he was blowing up with this. We're talking uh, about love and we're talking about compassion and we're talking about just like being good old, just nice to people. So like when I first read this about so for those of you that don't know, there was immigrants that were came over the borders and and they were then sent from texas to martha's vineyard and there was a couple other sent other places and the reason that this happened is because someone wanted to be petty and thought it was a good idea like hey your area doesn't get an influx of immigrants and you don't have to deal with the issues so like you now deal with these people that we have to deal with on a regular basis so on first glance i was like oh my god that's funny because it's petty and like like real petty and then i'm kind of like this is actually kind of fucked up like because then i'm reading that they lied to these people (laughs) they told people they had a job they told people they were going to get immigration papers people didn't even know they were going to martha's vineyard like some people were told they were going to somewhere else and they just set these people off to to what like why these are humans right and you okay so i have two views because just going off of what you said because yeah you sent them up there to make a statement but you sent people up there to make a statement right who now are like where do i go and why did you ship me all the way up here from where I came from and there's people that didn't have I mean they didn't have anything they just had the clothes on their backs and you send people from who are coming up from Mexico into Texas and you're sending them up to the northeast y'all know it's getting cold up here like nobody had a coat you know nobody had a (laughs) had food they didn't give them bag lunches or anything so you have people who are getting off a bus with with nowhere to go hungry and cold right but you know so and okay this is the in my in my understanding in my opinion i truly feel as though this is the definition of two wrongs don't make a right because i see what's happening at the border as a true crisis and i also still see what's happening at the border as human beings needing Mm. help Right. And to put somebody that's in a, we, we, we need to figure something out with our border for sure. And I think we that need, it's one of those things like whatever we're doing is immigrants for sure. Right. But and what we're doing isn't still, working. There's so still like, there's still people, there's still people and we need to um, help them. So like my, I'm a social worker 
um, one of our service trips is going down to the border. And I think I'm going to go, actually. You, need, it, you better. It, it, well, it sounds heartbreaking. I was crying doing the presentation of it. Oh but they, you know, <laughs> they were talking about these relocation centers and how there's just like thousands of people in them. And like you have these kids in there and they're, some of them are in there until like they're 18 years old so that they can literally be set freed and either go on and like with nothing and we wish you the best or like we're going to capture you and deport you now but they're not going to school in these things they're not learning anything they're just sitting in these places all day and to me it's like hmm how do we create a person that's going to be terrible let's sit them in a big cage and treat them like animals not give them any education and then release them into the wild when they're 18 and then and and wish for good luck like it's just it just sounds like such a horrible thing and to me whatever side you're on these are people and and this isn't right and also like you can't use people as a statement sending them other places (laughs) what is that i (laughs) he chose those people in this moment to make a statement which even in a different way but like the the issue that I have with it is at like you said, period at the end of the day, end of story, they're people. But then also it's like, okay, so the answer to bring them it the answer is not to bring people in to this country, put them in cages, treat them like garbage. And just, you know, and like a hope for the best, you know what I mean? Like, I hope this brings our crime rate down. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> but, but the answer is also not to just allow thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people to enter the country illegally and then be like, okay, guess what? We're going to have all these people come in and you're going to pay for it. But well, I will like- say, though, is that immigrant communities, whether they're illegal or not, have low crime rates. And they're mostly not the people that are out there committing crimes because they're fearful of immigration and ICE and they don't want to bring attention to themselves. Right. Um, but, but also, but also wh- what about the fentanyl crisis that we're dealing with right now? Where'd that oh, come from? Girl, oh my God. Um, because that... there was a massive influx of the, the borders being wide open, them checking no one and nothing. Uh, so I can't, like the fentanyl, fentanyl also, thing as a side note at an all-time high so again we need we need to offer asylum but we do need to find a better procedure because girl i'm telling you right now i have three jobs and it's tight okay like i'm not out here like living my best life (laughs) thing like i'm paying my bills and maybe going out for dinner once a month maybe maybe not always so it's like it's like and and guess girl i don't even want you i don't even want to say out loud what is taken from my paycheck that when i tell you i'm sweating out here says i'm hustling okay and what's taken from my paycheck for these taxes while i also have to pay 18 dollars for a pound of chicken and 37 dollars for a gallon of gas right so it's it, and and again but, thing, I know but that, the thing about it is my issue with people bringing up taxes and as a, taxes? as in the in the conversation of like immigration or in the conversation of like school debt is we have the biggest defense budget in the entire world and most of our tax money goes to the military industrial complex and that money doesn't actually go to sailors and soldiers and airmen it goes to 
contractors and weapons manufacturers and things. And such a small amount of our taxes actually go towards things like social welfare programs or like immigration things. It's so small. When you look, when you pull up data and you can look at like pie charts and stuff for it, and when you see where our actual tax dollars go, most of it goes to bullshit. And for me, it's frustrating when I feel like people bring up taxes when they want to talk about immigration and then things like, you know, paying for people's college. And it's like, I'm sure I'm out here paying for a lot of shit that I don't want to be paying for. And there's probably stuff that I don't even know uh, what I'm paying for. I know that the Pentagon's budget went up this year. I know that the defense um, budget went up this year, but yet we're slashing education. Like we're slashing education budgets but we're upping police budgets and things like that. And so like, it's kind of like, what conversation are we having? Because I feel like we're having the wrong one. And I feel like I wish my tax dollars were spent better and more well-managed. But at the end of the day, if I have to pay for like Blackwater contracts to go like do shady stuff in other countries, I'm okay with paying for like, people's college debt or for an immigrant to get a meal or whatever. And I also think it's not true that the system is so complicated and you really do need a social security number and like an ID card to be able to navigate the whole thing. And I wish that, and as a social worker, I've talked to people who are going through the system Um, applying for welfare, applying for food stamps and all those things. And yes, there are some states like California that allow you to get benefits if you are illegal. But in most places, if you don't have a social security number and you can't provide all the documentation, like you're not getting anything and it's hard to get stuff, you know? And like, well, but that's the new thing, though. When they're bringing people in, they're giving them these resources. And dare I say it, I personally think it's to um, the current administration to get some votes. Just saying. But I also think that, girl, like they're raising taxes right and left. Do you remember when when Biden came out and he was saying, like, only if you make over four hundred thousand dollars or something, will your taxes increase? Yeah, that's not true. Well, all I of remember our taxes when Trump increased. was saying we were all going to get a tax break and uh, he cut my money that I got from the military. He cut that. And then like, I also, I owe taxes. So, so what you're, so, ta- I'm a so what you're mom. saying is all these old white men are liars. <laughs> I could not agree more, uh, but I just like. It's the the money that's paying for immigrants and for the resources that they're getting. It's coming from somewhere. Our taxes are going up for some reason. I and you know what? If they're not taking it from us, they're borrowing it from China. So guess ooh, what? Either way, ooh, we're left with the bill. Why you on here telling secrets, girl? Girl. Either it. way, either way, you, me, and our daughters are footing the bill. Right. And so while again, right. while I'm and like, the thing we, is because the, we're paying the for procedure, stupid shit, or and. I look. I think that Putin was wrong for invading Ukraine and doing all that. And their president he was wrong. He was and wrong their president is real cute. But <laughs> I just don't understand why we're sending so much money over there to them when we need the money. Like you said, people are working two or three jobs. I'm currently going to school, trying to have a side hustle, 
Um, I want to have more of a full-time job, but like today, my daughter gets out of school at 150 <laughs> and I have to go pick her up. So I'm not really sure what I can do during the week right now. Um, and also like on the days that I'm in class full-time, I go pick her up and I take her back to class with me. And I finish class throughout the day, but like we're out here in these streets, girl, like all of us are trying to hustle and struggle and they're out there giving money to everybody else and trying to be the world's savior and stuff. And like, hi, I'm, I'm sorry that people are going through it, but we're going through it. Mississippi didn't have water. And uh, the water they have right now, I feel like none of them should be drinking. No, don't drink They, the they lifted that boil ban, but if y'all are in Mississippi right now, please still boil your water because I don't think that's right. I don't think it's it looks good. It's just better, better to be safe than sorry. Right. But like, but see, and again, I think that's what the girl and I talk about feeling stupid. I was on my Instagram page, my super inactive Instagram page, being like loud and proud for freaking Ukraine, being like support them, help them out, help them out. And then they turn around and send what was it, fifty billion or thirty five billion? I don't know. They sent billions a couple times though. Bill billions, billions of dollars. <laughs> to where I'm like, now wait a minute, help the country. But don't completely strip our country of our resources because we still live here. Like, I I could not. I was like, wow. Talk about missing the uh, Well, just, according But you know what? This, maybe maybe we, we could have sent over the guns that Rohim <laughs> left there in his piss poor example of what an exit should look like. $90 billion left for a terroristic government to to terrorize I just saw with. that I I just looked it up and it said that we have given okay since now this is before the war so since 2014 the United States has given 17 billion dollars to Ukraine for like security assistance equipment and training and then recently announced in august we just gave 2.98 billion and the thing is like i'm not oh, saying i thought it was 35 i thought i read 35 billion but i, I think we did billion. give 35 at one point or something like that yikes i mean but that's it, great but we're cutting school budgets kids don't get they ended the school free lunch program luckily pennsylvania has um instated a statewide free breakfast program and stuff for the kids um, my daughter's school they give them all free breakfast they can all get free lunch it's very wonderful and I asked her I said you know how many of the how many of the kids get like the hot lunches and stuff and she said that most of them do so she doesn't necessarily have to get a, a hot lunch I could pack her one but like she is able now to do that and that's a burden off of me because you know girl that chicken be ooh so much um, so much money <laughs> so much but it's just it's frustrating that I feel like there's so much stuff that we could be doing right here right at home and fixing and helping and spending money on that could truly truly be helping people when there's they said that um the food banks are even at higher demand than during the pandemic Dang. like that makes me want to just start cussing like what <laughs> swearing girl <laughs> right but you know what i think like it, it, what's we've had this conversation before 
we face such extremes. So we got the right yelling about this. We got the left yelling about that. We got both sides and all the sides in between doing all kinds of crazy, shady stuff. And so at the end of the day, we end up missing what the real conversation needs to be about. And that's the policies and procedures that are in place that are clearly not working. Not working. So let's find a better way as not opposed to, right. to blame shifting or taking the attention off of what really matters and talking about something that really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Period. <laughs> Period. Okay. <laughs> Exclamation point. Oh my goodness. Girl. I'm stressed out. oh my goodness all right as always chelsea it is an absolute pleasure to come and chat with you so uh ladies and gentlemen you can find us now um politics but making fashion podcast on spotify amazon music anchor and apple Podcasts. please make sure that you follow us and Give us a like and subscribe on whatever platform that you use. And definitely please share this podcast with your friends and your family. Um, One little thing I want to add, make sure that you guys go and make sure you're registered to vote. We have a midterm election coming up in about 50 days. So www.vote.pa.gov. Thank you for listening to Politics But Make It Fashion. My website is www.ambervila.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Amber underscore underscore Viola. On Facebook, Amber Viola. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Black. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-L-A-Q-U. Chat soon.